Hello, I'm attorney Paul Whelan from Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are all based on your income, which means the less you make, the less you have to pay. Today, I want to discuss with you uh, the crime of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. Specifically, what is a dangerous weapon? So, um, assault and battery, just for a little uh, brief reminder, assault and battery are two different things. A battery is a, a harmful or offensive touching of another. So, it's a physical touching of another person. An assault is something different from that. An assault, it can be created uh, through an attempted battery. So if somebody takes a swing at you, uh, if they even if they don't hit you, that's an assault. Or if they take some other sort of action so that it, it creates in you an imminent threat that somebody is about to uh, hit you or, or, or batter you in some way. So if they take a fighting stance and they're aggressive and they're growling, uh, that could be considered uh, an assault. So those are two separate things. Uh, a lot of times we they get lumped together, uh, but you should keep in mind that they are different. So sometimes you see people can be charged with assault, uh, sometimes with assault and battery. But uh, just as a finer point of law, uh, every battery comes with an assault as well. So you cannot be be um, charged just with the battery. So uh, what is an assault and battery with a dangerous weapon? Some things are dangerous. Some objects are dangerous all on their own. Uh, they are dangerous per se. Things such as guns and knives, switchblades, things like that, brass knuckles, uh, these are dangerous weapons. So if there was a use in, in an assault or an assault and battery, uh, it's pretty easy for the Commonwealth to show uh, that that is a dangerous weapon. In fact, in the jury instructions that the judge will give to the jury, if that's your case, uh, they will. the judge will indicate that there are some items that are uh, per se dangerous. So the Commonwealth doesn't really have to put on much of a, of a case uh, as far as that goes. There are some things, however, uh, common everyday objects that can be used in a way uh, that are dangerous. So they're not dangerous all by themselves, but if they're used in, in a certain manner, uh, they can certainly be considered dangerous and can be dangerous indeed. Um, the example is often given of a, uh, of a pencil. Now, a pencil is not a dangerous object if it's just sitting on your desk. But if somebody picks up the pencil and pokes you and pokes you in the eye or towards the eye, uh, that certainly can, could be considered a dangerous weapon. Keys, uh, a ring of keys are not necessarily dangerous on their own. But if somebody's holding the keys or if they throw a, a ring of keys at you, that can certainly be considered a dangerous weapon as well. One of the things we, we often see is uh, someone is being charged with assault or assaulted battery with a dangerous weapon to wit a shod foot. Shod foot just means that you kicked somebody while you were wearing shoes. I know it sounds kind of silly, but if you kick somebody barefoot, uh, that is just an assault and battery. That is uh, not with a dangerous weapon. If you're wearing shoes, however, that is or can be considered a dangerous weapon, the shoes themselves. Certainly boots with uh, steel toes in them, uh, that, that, that gives the, uh, the kick a lot more clout, if you will. Um, and sometimes we get into an argument as far as, well, what kind of shoes were they wearing? Were, were they wearing sneakers? Are sneakers really a dangerous object? Were they wearing slippers? Maybe it was something they were at home and somebody, somebody kicked somebody with slippers on. Are slippers really considered a dangerous, a dangerous weapon? I would argue probably not. 
uh, flip-flops. If somebody's wearing flip-flops, uh, we, we would certainly make the argument that that's not a dangerous weapon. Um, and it's, it makes a big difference because an, uh, uh, an assault or an assault and battery with a dangerous weapon is a more serious crime than a simple assault or a simple assault and battery. Um, some things uh, you you might not think of at all uh, as being a dangerous weapon. I had a case one time where somebody was charged with throwing French fries at somebody, uh, and that was assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. We soon got it amended to to a simple assault and battery, which is a lesser it's a lesser charge. Um, but it was originally uh, it was originally charged as such, and uh, and and, plat and passed the, the probable cause stage uh, to have that person charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. Now it it's, seems kind of funny uh, a French fry. How can a French fry be a dangerous weapon? And in that case, it was not. But if you think about it, if somebody was if the French fries had just come out of the fry later, if they had a, a like a basket full of fries and they threw it and it was dripping with hot grease. Okay, that could probably be considered an assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, a French fry. I had a case one time where the uh, somebody was was uh, charged with assault and battery for throwing a, a cup of soda, just the soda part of the cup uh, at the person. So they had a cup of soda. It was at, actually had a Chuck E. Cheese uh, and somebody had a soda and threw it in somebody's face that was charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. They were not the Commonwealth was not able to proceed on the dangerous weapon part. But uh, the assaulted battery uh, portion of the of the charge stayed, so it was amended down as well because we were we could successfully argue that that's not really a dangerous weapon. So that's assaulted battery with a dangerous weapon, specifically the dangerous weapon uh, portion of that uh, of that charge. So as I say, at a Ford Law, we do practice criminal law and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are on a sliding scale, and that scale is based on your income. So that means the less you earn, the less you have to pay for our services. We want to make sure that uh, people who are going into criminal uh, law settings, criminal court settings, and family court settings have the proper representation. To be quite honest, for, for a long time, the justice system has left out the hardworking people uh, who go out every day to earn a living and support themselves. Uh, if you have no money, you can get a public defender or a, a possibly a legal aid uh, attorney. If you have a lot of money, you can certainly go out and hire whoever you want at the at the going market rate. Our focus is on, as I say, is on the hardworking men and women of Massachusetts. So if you have any questions, please feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org. Um, and please feel free to book a free, totally free, no obligation virtual appointment with me. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about criminal law or family law in Massachusetts. Because at Afford Law, we're making justice affordable. Thank you.